Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review, the show where two snooty movie critics forego their snootiness and just talk about movies like regular people. Right. This week, uh, we're doing The Hobbit. I am RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman. It still messes me up when you throw the different I intros. I have to mix it up a little bit. But you've done everything. You, you, I was cracking up when you were setting up because you're getting everything all fired up. The chat's ready. The phones are open. The mics are on. It's almost like I Usually, know what I'm doing. Right. It's, it's like, only like We've only been doing this later, almost a year right. now, so what are you doing to me? Just do the With me, thing. as always, and complaining, <laughs> as usual, know. is uh, co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, as I said, this week we're doing The Hobbit, and I don't even think we have really much of anything that I'm bothering to talk about beyond just the movie, except yeah. that I will say, once again, tune in to the <laughs> Critics' Choice Movie oh. Awards on January 10th, and um, you know, I, I should probably say, although we saw The Hobbit really pretty close, yeah. at this point in the year... The instantness of the reaction has kind of gone out the window. Um, it, it, I still it, remember how I felt the night before last, and it hasn't really right. changed. So right. you're still going to get my it's reaction. Pretty good, and and truthfully, this yeah, week it's, it's still pretty close. But at this point, for the rest of the year, I mean, I've seen actually everything right, that, that we'll, we're going to we'll do yeah. already because I just have to catch because up. I have to, and, right. <laughs> and that's the way it works. I love the idea of the show that theoretically we would like walk right out of the theater mm-hmm. and boom, like within an hour or something, do the show. And we've done and, that. And as much as that can happen, right? it's great to do. It's just that it doesn't work out. Not all the time. But that, we have done that. We've literally oh, yeah. come in and just been like, okay, I'll meet you at your oh, house yeah, right. and we'll come right back. So it's been fun to it, do. It has had opportunities to be very, very close. Yeah. But but now there's you know there's nominations that need to be made. So right. uh, I've already seen everything for the rest of the year. So right. <clears throat> although I don't think my opinion of anything is going <laughs> to change a whole lot, but right. theoretically it's a little bit different when you are right there. And don't have any time to think about the movie yeah, at all, right. and and it's an interesting <laughs> thing, agree. but but still, like like you said, um, what we don't at least do is spend a whole lot of time like we're writing our reviews, like really like sitting down, going, okay, I have to think about it and right. formulate my hatred for the Hobbit or whatever. So, God, that damn so um. Yeah, like I said, I don't think we have anything else to cover, and we have made the show ninety minutes. This week, yeah, it's weird looking at the countdown. I'm because like, off. I assumed mm-hmm. that this big Hobbit thing, especially right. since you have now got like six months of <laughs> hatred building Vitriol, up for this yeah. movie, oh, man. that there would be plenty of time. It's not like yeah. on any given week we couldn't go over sixty minutes anyway, right. and we do. So I figured that the Hobbit we would have plenty to talk yeah. about. Although now you tell me that you have like three minutes of stuff to say, well, and then, and then you don't out, care you know, anymore. How hard is it to just be like, this film sucked? <laughs> so, unsurprisingly, <laughs> <Right>. apparently <laughs> Shane really hated everything about this. No, movie. I've got, I've got. Uh, I mean, there's enough we can talk about. I just, I had some, 
I had some things that I was afraid was going to happen happen in the film, and it just reinforced why I think this whole trilogy thing is a horrible idea. Yeah. Now it's I should say horrible all the way around. I am definitely going to like the movie. I'll, apparently, apparently be, a lot more no, than you. I don't know. This is going to be one of these fun shows where we like. I come at it negatively. You're kind of warmed on it, you know. And then in the end, we're like, okay, well, now, our, our review is like a half here's, star. Here's, I, yeah, I don't know if they'll be tremendously different, but I think I clearly liked it yeah, more, be more like, than you did. This will be a star, star and a half. But I will say this. There's a very weird and, – and I should say also because what you've been complaining about a lot of the time is the whole fact that this is three movies well, for the like one what, story. And right. I totally agree with you, you there. You said, look, this book is shorter than any of the three previous films, and they managed to get those into one. It's just right. – it's, it's the appearance <clears> – <throat> excuse me. It, it's the appearance of like it's very it's very strange and, and one of the things is is you know you you had to wonder going into this where is all the length going to come from yeah you were funny talking about and that and so we uh we get some answers in the first movie yeah with where they're going to get a lot of the length and part of it is um you know in the book they never really give you right. details no, the of the past that, right. right they just say so this in the past. They did, yeah. Right, <laughs> and in yeah. this movie, we get to watch it. We a lot take every footstep and, step and stuff past. like that. So, yeah. so there are things like that that are going to come into play. But I have to say to start out that I totally agree with you. I think it's crazy that it's three movies. I don't know why. You know, maybe two. And I think I, I think see. we even mentioned this before that yeah. it's it's kind of like you know <clears throat> maybe if it's two that'd be okay. But yeah. three just seems like. Well, what I mean, are we going to do? Especially when you get to where we left off. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Now there's two movies right. left. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's like we actually got pretty far. That's the thing that I was wondering going in is how far are we going to get? And the mm-hmm. answer is you kind of get pretty far. Yeah. It, for I one, was surprised how far they for went. For one movie, yeah. thinking that we've got two more to go. Right. So, but um, the other thing that I was going to say is. Uh, just to, I, I don't know, kind of balance against you really not liking it. There were a lot of things I liked in this movie, mm-hmm. and there were a lot of things I didn't like. And what is kind of strange about it is there uh, there are a lot of ways that I didn't like this movie anywhere near as much as the Lord of the Rings movies. Right. Very specifically because it changed things about the story that it made no sense to change – yeah. That really kind of ticked me off. Yeah. On the yeah. other hand, I would way rather watch Martin Freeman for nine hours than Elijah Wood for nine hours. <laughs> I, I thought totally, I, I thought totally he agree. was great. He is great. And all the negative stuff that I've got, it's probably very easy to just run down. And I'm not going to do it, you know, rat a tat tat. But there there are some great film things about this movie. It's not a straight up like zero star. I hated this. I can't wait to come in and bash it. Right. It's. It's, there's a lot more beyond it, but he's awesome. He was so much fun. Yeah, I, and it's I, so. I thought he was. If it wasn't for him, right, I might have, I might have really started to kind of raise my eyebrows yeah. at the movie. Three hours might have really felt like nine. I mean, but he, he really kind of could really pull good. you in and lead you along he's so in good. this movie. Yeah, he really is in in everything. I mean, just, I, I right. love him. Right, it's for not a fair to. Yeah, it's not fair to just all of a sudden be like, ah, this guy's great. Like he's been great, but right. it's just all of his all of his little mannerisms 
just the small arch of an eye or the the and, tilt and of a head. His, the way that it's the perfect. way that he can pull off reactions to yeah. things going on, mm-hmm. especially when you have to consider that for a lot of this movie, everybody is filmed standing there by themselves. All, yeah. In in a lot of things, right. you know, if he's talking to Gandalf or something, he's sure. actually just standing there all right. by himself. Yeah. At least when you have him in a room for all dwarves, right. they're probably all really there. But the way that the movie is filmed weird. It yeah. is, you know, crazy. And you've right. got to just think when you're when you're watching the movie trying to actually analyze it a little bit and think about how stuff happens and how good is he is he being right now or, or something like that. Right. And then you think, there's no one there. There's no one there. He's doing that. Because in so many scenes, you, you, you'll you even hear if you're on, on a, an extra track on your DVD or you're hearing some plug for the film, they're talking about sitting across from each other and their actors are showing their craft and they're bouncing off each other and they're feeding off each other. It's like you said, there's but, there's but, no uh, one here. Right. Like The brilliance of this is he's probably all by himself with a broom handle as a marker of where Gandalf's eyes are. Right, you know? and, and, and to be able to give amazing. reactions to that is pretty cool. Like, you know, to be able to just kind of give lines right. like that is, is not it's one so thing. impressive. But right. but like you said, the way that he reacts and he kind of, you he's know, great. if he raises his eyebrow or tilts his head. Sometimes or, just a soft yeah. tilt to his head and, yeah. and just a, like, an, a, like a flicker in his eye. And I'm like, wow, he just carried that whole scene just like that. Right. He, he, he was awesome. He was great. Um so I don't know it before we even get to you hating on the movie. I don't know. I'm so used to you hating this movie already. Well, since it's I've been months up. and months yeah. of you hating this movie that I'm like, yeah. I'm not even surprised anymore. It's like, well, like I look. said when we were watching the movie. It's kind of like you didn't have to see the movie because you're just like, yep, <laughs> right. that's I hated it, and there it is. Right. right. But one of the things that um, really kind of disappointed me about this movie is that. If you look in a very general way, with the uh, Lord of the Rings movie movies, what impressed me about those movies is that as much as it was a big grandiose thing, mm-hmm. and he was, you know, just making the biggest movies ever out of it. Really? Yeah. It felt like when you were watching it that he was just kind of holding the original work up and going, "This is the greatest thing ever," right. and I'm going to try. Anything I can to maybe do it justice, mm-hmm. and I'll never be able to do it, but I'm going to try really hard to. Right, right, right. Which that I thought really came through in in those three movies. In this one, it's almost like he's going, ah, "I could tell a story better than this guy." <laughs> it's it's yeah. it, it was just weird feeling. Like yeah. there are a lot of points in the movie um, when he when we meet up with those trolls. Yeah. And they eventually turn to stone and, and yeah. that whole thing. Almost nothing about that scene is at all, at all right. how it happened in the book, which it's kind of funny because it had obviously been eons since I read the book, but my son is reading it in school, so I read it again. Oh, is he really? So oh, he had cool. to do it at like the beginning of the year, so I'm like, ah, well, you have to you do know, it. I might as know. well. Yeah, that's funny. I might as well know what's going on. So I like have just read the book. But that whole scene is like – it doesn't happen like that in the book at all. Yeah. And for no reason. I'm I'm going why yeah. <laughs> why is it at this point it's just different. It doesn't serve any purpose to be different. It right. doesn't it's just when you get out of that scene you're not at any different place than you would be. Right. It's just the whole scene runs together different and it's like, you know, in the real book it's like Gandalf doing his magic mm-hmm. talking to get them to fight with each other. Right. So theoretically, I guess you could say 
what we're doing is we've got uh, Bilbo being the person who's coming up with the idea, showing that he's smart or whatever, yeah. to, to get them to argue or to delay them somehow, right? Right, to let the sun come up. But at, but by the time you get out, it's not any different. But the whole thing happens differently. Yeah. And there's no reason for it except just to go. I could tell this story better than. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, this scene, the way this scene should happen is this way, and that's a whole better thing now. And this, it's just, it's going to be interesting to see. This is this is a very fun point to talk about because we have this big. A lot of times when a director gets attached to something, you know, you don't necessarily have a background in in their work to hold them up against. Right. You know. Peter Jackson, now, is the, now he is the, the, right. the Tolkien man, you know, even if the family doesn't like what he's done with the films, he's the guy who you can say, well, you know, The Hobbit might have sucked, but it would have been better if Peter Jackson had done it. Uh, actually, exactly. You, right. you can't, there's no room for error because you've got the guy who you right. wanted. Right. And in a strange way, like just how the Fellowship of the Ring, I remember watching that years ago and I remember thinking, well, this is what the next blank years are going to be like this is what we've got coming ahead and that's that's pretty cool like because this is all amazing right it's it's also interesting to now look at the hobbit and realize well i've still got six more hours of this coming up and this is what i've got to look forward to right which is again i i'll i'll bring it up maybe two more times but this will be one (laughs) the the interesting thing about this is why they've decided to just bring it out into three films if they wanted to make Two films that were this length, that would make a little sense. It would still be stretching a lot of the book. But, right. but there's, you know, to to take every line and to see if you can film four minutes from it right. is, is really not the way to tell the story. And if you love the story like he seems to really do and have done, I don't really get the notion except that you, you – maybe somewhere along the way you were just like, I have so many things that I wanted to put in. He, he actually had a bunch of things he couldn't put in the other – the other three films. Right. And maybe he's trying to not necessarily get back his eventual act, but just try to get all that stuff out of him, like expunge it somehow. But it's at a terrible cost. It's just, you know, this film would be very interesting if it were briskly edited and moved along. And right. if you want to make two films out of it, I understand, but they don't have to be four hours a piece. They could still well, be an hour and 45 uh, minutes and you could still tell the most amazing Hobbit movie of all time. Right. And there's a difference like we, you know, like I mentioned at the beginning, there's a difference between like kind of just throwing stuff in just to throw stuff in and make it longer versus like if they go, you know, if they decide, you know, let's show a little bit of that past story that you don't get in the book. That I think is okay. When that was happening in the movie, I was like, well, okay. All right. Yeah. Instead of just kind of referencing it a little bit like the book does or whatever, let's kind of show the story of of what happened here. Right. And if you expand the whole story or your whole movie or your whole trilogy of movies right. by like 20 minutes here and there because you're going to do something like that, mm-hmm. then I think that's fine. I don't yeah. think that's going to add up to three whole movies. Right. right. What adds up to three whole movies is huge filler. Exposition filler, Yeah semi-nonsense yeah. stuff. But on the other hand, I did like a lot of the movie. And, you know, I, like I had another problem with um, a very similar thing, like when he's running away from Gollum. Mm-hmm. And... Well, you just like jump from the start of the well, film right. to the end of the film. That's well, because okay, it's another very similar part. When okay. you get to the part where he's running away from Gollum, mm-hmm. 
everything after that, as it relates to Bilbo, doesn't happen at all like that in the book. book. But even in a very weird way, for me anyway, because um, that whole part happens totally differently. And, you know, there's no this pale orc anyway. Right. But um, but we have to set up crap for later or whatever. Right. But anyway, it, you know, that whole part happens differently, but it happens differently in like a very weird way where we still stick pieces in, even though they don't necessarily make sense anymore. Like he gets stuck right. in between those two rocks. Right. And we even have the part where his buttons come off. Mm-hmm. But the part where his buttons come off is supposed to be a gate when he's getting out from the goblins, right. which is, which we never even we never get see. to that yeah. point. We never even get to a gate right. or anything. We just get to a hole in the ground. Right. <laughs> so you're going to have that all happen a different way. Why do we need the buttons? Right. And then he never even references the whole button story, yeah. which referring to that later in the mm-hmm. book is the whole reason that we so get that part anyway. in the first place. Right, and now we only have it because... You know, I don't know, like, fanboys want to see the part where he has to fit through something and the right. buttons pop off, and it except makes a good, that it's a totally different part. Right. And, and it makes a good 3D moment, you know. We should, uh, right. you know, and kind that, of, yeah. That, I'll digress just for a second, because you're right, that was actually, like, a very... I remember that part in the movie, and I was like, this is kind of weird, it just felt out of order, or right. unnecessarily, maybe unnecessarily out of order, but we saw it in 3D. And we, you know, I don't know, aesthetically speaking, because there's a lot of stuff going on with people saying this makes them sick or it's really hard to watch. I didn't have any problem. No, I didn't. I, thought I was, didn't either. I thought it was beautiful looking. I thought I thought it was uh, like there was no as problem. much as I feared the 3D of this. I thought it was. That's a good way it, to put it. It was pretty good 3D mm-hmm. because it never, it never did like 80s horror movie 3D nonsense stuff at you. That button like, thing was probably stuff. the closest yeah, that's about, to, which is an effect done right. just to throw buttons in your face. Right, but really yeah. all it was is more looking at like having depth right. rather than having, you effect. know, ooh, stuff's popping right. out at me exactly. and I can touch it or there anything were a couple, like that. There were a couple things when they were running um, from the, you know, the wolf creatures and there was a moment where in the goblin chase there was like some really, it just looked cheesy. It might not have even looked bad out of 3D. Right, but it did. I noticed. It, I was like, God, that looked really like it, in, in a film that's so beautiful looking almost all the way around. When you see a glitch, you pay attention to it. Right. You're like, Wow, what happened there? Somebody was like late to lunch, and they were just like, I'll right. finish that later. And no one checked his work. I don't know what happened, but I don't know. So the actual, thing. but the overall, argument, the argument for it, there's nothing wrong with the look of it. You know, again, we, I haven't seen it a second time. I don't expect to for a long time. You know, <laughs> and at that point, I'll see it probably not in 3D, but in 3D with the accelerated frame rate, it looked it looked great. I don't get what yeah, people I thought are having was, troubles with. I thought with. it was fine. And, and I don't we, know. Even, we even saw it at a different perspective. Normally, we have like these seats that we enjoy on the floor. Right. And we were up higher and kind of off to the side. And I, I really did think maybe that would be hard to watch. Right. Kind of how old projection TVs, you had to be like straight on looking at them to get the scene instead of being higher right. and at an angle. I, I thought it was great looking. Yeah, it it definitely... Um, there, see, I didn't hate everything about it. It definitely Hobbit. continues, basically, okay. like, you know, if you're expecting a certain kind of a ability from the looks of it yeah. coming from the Lord of the Rings movies, right. you're not going to be disappointed. Not at because all. Because it, it, still, it still looks great like I that. I don't know where in New Zealand 
that Peter Jackson hasn't filmed at this point. Right. That isn't like got a mall on it. Because well, right. it, it's amazing to see some of these scenes. Like I'm like, I wonder if that's on the other side of this mountain that he used in Fellowship. Right. I, I have no clue. But I know New Zealand is not that big, but it is damn beautiful. Right. And he's got every inch and of it. And he's got it all it's covered. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing looking. You almost start to wonder, yeah, does anyone actually live in New right. Zealand? Because where has <laughs> right. he not been? Right. And exactly. Yet there's just all this openness and stuff. What but, an amazing, like travel ad you know you don't need right. to, i mean i remember when the first one came out and everyone was like we're all gonna go to new zealand and i'm right. like i know why you well you know they want to live in a hole in the you ground you know they did that commercial that thing that's like the uh in-flight safety yeah. thing yeah. for new zealand air or whatever <laughs> yeah. is now all hobbitized and there's awesome. monsters everywhere they totally embraced it and that's good for them it can't hurt the economy no yeah, you know it's, so. it's actually really cool some of the stuff like yeah. that but so anyway um you get some of the expansion parts, which I did not hate, but I kind of did not love that we were adding them in for no reason. Like there's one, there's one part when they go to uh, to talk with the elves and find out about the moon runes, which right. is all perfectly acceptable yeah. stuff that's in the book and everything. Except that then we have to have this little meeting, yeah, which is not at all part of the Hobbit, right. the book, where we have to bring uh, Saruman in and, there uh, so that we can go, aha, see how he's like right. the evil guy that you'll remember from the last movies, right. and it's like, it's like let's stick some stuff in so that we can kind of tie it all together in the end, yeah, and lead you into then the Lord of the Rings movies, right. which is like where we're we're making stuff up. For the story right. and it just it, it feels, and it's irritating yeah it feels like out of place right like it really does feel out of place and you know there's also something to be said with these big literary books you know you don't have to the original trilogy pretty much covers a lot of stuff you didn't have to read the books to to keep up with the story and nor with this you just have to be a little familiar with it it helps if you've read it but right. you don't have to be such a stickler about like all my problems are it didn't follow the plot right of the book but yeah, that was like when they when they got everyone together. I actually had a moment where I was like, I don't remember this. Right, it, it's been a while since I read it, but I and don't they, remember this at all. And they sit around and they're all so serious and yeah. stuff. And not even that it wasn't a decent scene because it, it was. was. A and I kind of I kind of even liked the part where you get like this a little bit of another side to Gandalf, right? Right. Because he's kind of having the secret conversation, yeah. and then he gives a little wry smile and things right. like that. And it's, so it's not even ultimately that it didn't work out. It's just weird that yeah. I've decided I have to stick this in and tie it to my other <laughs> movies and yeah. whatever. And and that's the sort of thing where, you know, I don't want to be like all nitpicky. If you, you obviously have to change books right. to make them into a movie. Although the argument for having to change books for your screenplay for your movie kind of loses some of its steam if you're making three movies right. out of one book right. because then it's like well do you have to ch- <laughs> yeah right. do you have to change anything because you don't have to fit it into 90 minutes you don't right. have to make it work in in this uh shortened kind of yeah time frame where you can't just be super expansive of things but what if you're being super expansive of things <laughs> then don't you like lose then your you kind argument of lose kind yeah. of yeah yeah and especially when you have other things where, <laughs> like that troll scene that I was talking about at the beginning, why does that have to be different? I right. mean, there's you don't you don't get anywhere really except that you get, I guess, a sort of a point to kind of sell the usefulness of of Bilbo. Right. Yeah. Except that then 
then you're just saying you're a better storyteller. Right. I mean, right. And and it's not it's Showing not off. it's not progressing the movie in a different way or the story in a different way. Yeah. And now I'm even being just negative all the time. But well, no, I mean, you know, there are things to there are things to get off your chest first, and then you know we can. Right. Well, you know, we had a little bit of bad, and then we talked about how great it was. Right. Now, now one of the scenes. things one of the things that I actually liked about the movie that I predict will kind of come around the wrong way where a lot of people won't like it about the movie. Yeah. Is that, you know, the original trilogy, right, is very serious stuff mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, trying to be deep yeah. in many ways as it should because those are the books that right. it's telling. Those right. are the And you know, you even can get a a pretty decent idea of like all the subtext stuff that's in them and everything, right? Without getting like bogged down in that in a in a pretty decent way. Yeah. And people are going to come to this movie and go, <laughs> "I want a movie that has a lot of fits context in and... that same yeah. kind of a world." And it doesn't really. No, not really. But it shouldn't. And I right. actually like that about the movie. What I liked about the movie were some of the things where. It's a little goofy, mm-hmm. like um, when we have like the the storm giants fighting, mm-hmm. which is a, like a very goofy scene. Right. And if that scene were in like the original movies, you would just be like, "What the hell?" <laughs> like all of a sudden we've decided to just be totally cornball with this stuff. Right. That's even a scene that it you know doesn't happen that way in the books either. Right. To that extent, it's not like. On and on and on. Yeah. In the book, you know, that whole long, drawn-out thing that we see, you know, it's like maybe a page. Right. So this happened, and we ran into the cave. Right. I mean, it's not right. like – and then we just watched them, and then we almost died. And... The book has so many things action-wise that happen, and maybe that's what – they're going to try to extrapolate right. so much. Maybe there's just going to be one action fest well, after another. Well, so and there's, so there's like that scene, and then that also kind of leads into the whole goblin scene where yeah. there's this big running, chasing goblin scene, and it's really goofy and stupid if it were in the other movie. Right. But this is supposed to be a children's book. Right. And, I mean, the book is a children's book, but right. it's supposed to be the movie – of a thing that's a children's book that maybe kind of some people don't exactly, yeah, I, I don't know, think of anymore as a children's book or whatever. I, but yeah. but it's very much a children's book, and so we have like when we have action scenes, like this whole goblin thing, yeah, it's really goofy, and you can't look at it and go, they can never get out of there, right? Because right. you yeah. you can't There's like no look at it with past. the eye of yeah. Like this is like a serious adult kind of a thing happening like the other movies where, you know, if something like that happened in the other movies right. and and all of a sudden that scene just sprung out at you, you would be in like kind of a very different mindset and you right. would go, wait a minute. Right. And it, <laughs> yeah, right. And it's be, you know, they start going through goblins where it's like, you know, at some point it doesn't matter how bad of fighters, I guess, the right. goblins are, there's like a zillion of right. them. Sooner and they're the hive of them. And, and they're yeah. storming through them anyway. Right. But for a children's story that this should be, it kind of worked. It actually works a lot better for a little bit younger age 
And that's the way it should be. And I think a lot of people are going into it yeah. expecting to have kind of a continuation in a more like literal sense, right. I guess, of building off of what came before and being the same kind of movie. Yeah. And um, even like you were talking about the quote of the uh, Goblin King, yeah. which is an especially goofy saying. hate that. <laughs> except that. You know, if it's a children's book, it kind of works. And well, it's, this is even if it's a children's book, it's kind of a goofy part goofy that like mind. still stands out a little bit. But I like the fact that there are these parts where we're being a little bit serious mm-hmm. because even for like a children's book, you know, it it's a fairly serious children's yeah, book. Right. It's not it, it's, it's not, not exactly Lorax. like you know, Harry Potter, Lorax, right? It's right? not the Lorax, but it is, you know. It's a little bit above maybe Harry Potter, although theoretically the Harry Potter books get older yeah, with sure. the, the each successive yeah. year because you're supposed to grow up with them or whatever. Right. And you know, I'm sorry, but they don't actually. They don't. But they don't. But get it's older. a nice. It's a nice theory. Or better. What's this Harry Potter slam? They don't get. They don't get older. Like the theory is that if the first Harry Potter book is supposed to be for like X age, right? Okay. Where you're yeah. supposed to be. 10. Close-ish to Harry's age, right. right? So you're like 10 or 11. Right. And then by the time you get to like seven books later, right. you're supposed to be like 18. Right. So the book is supposed to be more of a level for like what an 18-year-old would read, and they don't. I mean, they yeah. they no, don't, don't make I that leap. That. I thought you know you were what saying I'm saying? Else. Yeah. No. So it's like. So if like if you are 11 and you like the first Harry Potter book, mm-hmm. that's like perfect. It's right. you go, you know, hooray for liking that book because it's a <laughs> it's at least, you know, that kind of a level where it's like challenging and it has it has some background to it and it has, you know, themes that yeah. you know, whatever, right? Yeah. And then when you're 18 and you read the last Harry Potter book and it's like, you know, if this is the best book you're reading when you're 18, then no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't quite get there, which is fine. I don't right. – it doesn't make any difference. It's just that I think trying to sell that story is is wrong. But anyway, that, so The Hobbit is not quite you know, the first Harry Potter book and you're right. 11. It's a little bit older than that, but it's still like you know, it should be in the young adult section right. today or you know, whatever. And I think that it's cool – that it kind of tried to work with that instead of going, well, no, we've been super serious before, right. so, we're gonna so now we this. have to right. keep doing it. Right. So. It's an interesting thing because they – I don't know – you know, it's interesting in some regards because we know a lot of people that read for pleasure and that have read these books anyway, whether they were assigned them. I know a lot of people that have read them, but I actually know a lot of people who just don't read for pleasure. And if right. it wasn't assigned in school – and these probably weren't if you were in a certain type of school system or at least on a track in that school system. You just never got to it. You you heard somebody else talk about it or you figured it out from listening to Led Zeppelin or you saw the animated, you know, <laughs> Hobbit film and you're like, oh, I get it. You know, it's right. with, or so many other films have ripped off what The Lord of the Rings had anyway. Right. So, but it, it's an interesting thing because I didn't think necessarily that they did the greatest job promoting the Hobbit film as a younger Film, no, and I'm not not at all, and I'm not saying it's on par with Wreck-It Ralph or you know Rise of the Guardians, but 
there is an there is an expectation there from the audience who hasn't read the story and only goes with what they've seen that if you've got the returning director with his whole crew and they're doing the continuation which they think is a continuation but right. it's actually a preface Every, everybody probably All has signs, some idea of the hobbit right. story right but, right. Well, right. but, and but right, and like know, you said they only know they'll know more about how much they really did know about it when it's done and they're like oh yeah right you know, it's like going right. to a concert and realizing the band you're going to sings the song you've always loved. And you're like, right. oh, crap, and you I didn't, didn't know that. Know, right. This is these guys, you know, so they'll know. But I don't I didn't really think, especially with the trailers, especially with the creepy Gollum, you know, especially with him saying, you know, we're and gonna, especially we're like Gollum like just kind of pops you. out. Right. right. I mean, yeah. it looks aesthetically scary. Right. And you have if you have all these things to go on that were very super serious Oscar running, you know, winning films, then you have to either come out and say, you know, for the lighthearted fair, or you have to make the music a little bit more jovial or show more funny right. trolls tripping. No, over each I, other teams, I but... completely agree with the, uh, so mark- they've missed, with they've the marketing job. Right? Yeah. They've mismarketed that to an extent, but you're right about it. It's, if you it go in way. and this, this movie, we, as we already know, yeah. is, is first of all, going to be huge Nothing anyway. Right. Yeah. But it is kind of getting, you know, a much softer reaction than than obviously any of the movies of the other trilogy. And a lot of people are kind of coming out of this movie, whether critics or audiences, and are kind of, you know, feel a little bit let down at the very least, kind of feel a little bit let down or else they kind of are looking at it and going, you know, it's not what they expected, right. and it's it's not what they sort of or what they're used to expecting. It's not what they you know? anticipated from the other movies. Yeah, and I think you're totally right that the marketing for this movie is not trying to play any games. It's just trying to get people into right. the theaters. Right. It's just going, look, remember Lord of the Rings? Right. Here it is again. Yeah. Go see it again. Right. Which you have to wonder. I mean. N- no movie, no matter what people said about it, this first movie could be the worst movie ever, and it still would make jillions of dollars right. because everyone is going to Everyone's go, gonna go find, find out, out for themselves. Right. Yeah, right. You're right. In this first one, yep. it doesn't matter, but you got to wonder about the next where one. that second one's going <laughs> now that people are kind of coming out, yeah. and and I'm sure there will be you know plenty of people who say that it's fantastic and everything absolutely and and for them i'm happy that they enjoy but there is a a big chunk of people Mm -hmm. especially even if you just look at at you know the uh critic you know sites that put them together rotten tomatoes or or uh metacritic metacritic yeah Yeah. that like give you here's the score what have you seen the rotten tomatoes score Sometimes you know uh, the, these things the last when you sit time down. that I looked at it, it was like eighty-two percent. That's or something. way better than Metacritic. I think Metacritic had it at like sixty-three, which but is see, still the favorable is, but not amazing. But see, that's probably really the same, <laughs> right. you know, because right, exactly. as we've right. talked about lots of times, right? <laughs> I love because our hit list, which the is Metacritic, and Rotten Tomatoes. The and, Metacritic, you know, does the uh, you're getting an average of people's scores. Yeah. So if you are like 60%, that 
really means on average people are rating it on a scale of one to ten at right. blah blah blah. But yeah. as we talked about before, Rotten Tomatoes doesn't work like that. You could have right. a whole bunch of people giving it a three, <laughs> yeah, and it would be like eighty percent, right. right? Right. And that could have changed too because I know that it was quite a while ago that I looked at that. It was like it seems like probably, it was not that far ago, but it really was. It, it was probably like a week ago, so it was you know before it even came oh, out. So obviously a whole a whole lot more things will yeah be up there now that it right, came out so it right. could be very different now but but even for it to be that low at any point you know compared to the other movies well you bring up which were all like they 100% were yeah they were like or, all know, whatever, all right? high 90s if not 100 it, it's an interesting point cuz you're right this film is going to it's going to do great business but it's almost it, it almost reminds me if i had to say a recent movie spider-man comes to mind where when we went to go see it you're going to have the comic fans that just love this stuff and they're going to go see the next film no matter what right but really there was a real weird feeling with people who didn't like it they had great reasons it didn't satisfy them for what they thought they were getting much like how you know when we as reviewers have to go see films you're going to see them all anyway and this already has the built-in trilogy all for it but what's going to be the drop off because there are a lot of people who will go see this, but that niche of the people who think it's awesome because they love the story as right. they remember it, there's an incredibly disparaging number of people who just haven't read it and are just going because it's the event. It's the movie <coughs> thing this week, or it's the big thing that we get to dress up for, or it's the new midnight show on Thursday, or right. and, a bunch of different reasons and just because it's just because it's what comes after the Lord of the Ring trilogy, right. which everyone loves, everyone so everyone's loves going to this, which yeah. it could be the, fa- the, the case that by the time we get to the third movie, you know, when the Lord of the Rings movies came out, you had the first one where you kind of had the same thing. Everyone was going no matter because what. it was like it's right. the Lord of the Rings it's the and event it's finally and, and yeah. it's the big thing and and yeah. and obviously it was going to make a ton of money, right? And then the next movie was even better because right. everyone loved the first one. Right. And then the third one was even better because everyone loved the first two. And yeah. then by then, by the time you had the third one, it was like then really everyone had yeah. seen the first ones. And they're out on video or whatever, and yeah. so you got all of the market that you can, yeah. you know, buzzing for the third one. Yeah. And you know, we could get like the flip side of that pretty easily going on here, where right. by the time it's the second one, everyone goes, eh, "I didn't love right. the Hobbit," and right. you're going to get plenty of people who go, "Well, I have to see it." I mean, I yeah. I have to see them all. Right. And you know, for a pretty significant chunk of people, they're going to do that because right. even though we are kind of focusing on negative things, you know, I didn't hate this movie and I don't know if you hated I, I it. Wouldn't, but I would never say I hated it. Wasn't it wasn't that bad, you right? Know, so you will right. get people going to the second one, right. even though it's a little bit softer on the first one. Yeah. And then what if the second one is kind of soft too? Then right. by the third one, are we going to just have a bunch of people going, I'll wait for it on I'll video wait. or or whatever? It's interesting. You know, there's also, there's also another thing that maybe people do or don't know, which is this is the kind of last thing that Peter Jackson could do because the Tolkien estate, they weren't, strangely, I mean, whatever bones they had to pick with him about the the three films that he had already done, they weren't real happy about it. And this is the last kind of public, not public domain, but this is the last one that the studios have the license for. Maybe Peter Jackson is really filling this thing up with everything he can find and think of because he loves it so much and he's not going to get another shot to tell the story. Well, but, you know, the truth is there isn't, there isn't all that much else to do anyway. No, I know. Even, and I know even if you had if, if you even had, the right if you had similar, free reign to right. do whatever you want. There's not that much left, the, but the what what else there is 
like you said, the, the Sumerian, yeah. you know, really dense yeah, I know. stuff that's like nobody read nobody reads except for like huge, huge fans that are like... Yeah, the Tolkien scholars are the ones who can't... I mean, there's a group yeah, out there that I mean, waited for that and got it and, and devoured not, it. Not that it's even a bad book because it's yeah. actually a pretty good book, but it is... Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's cool. But it is really... That. It looked... It looks thick. Dense kind of a thing. Yeah. It's a different world of trying to get through it. Yeah. And, you know, even like the uh the three Lord of the Rings books, by the time you get to the third book of that, you kind of can get the feeling that it, you know, as much as he's trying to like get through this story, yeah. it sort of kind of you know, it takes a turn yeah. going through that third one where it's like if only I could say way denser things <laughs> right. and like really make yeah. this, you know, whatever. I don't know, but anyway, it not that any of this matters, but it it is very different stuff to have to yeah. work with anyway, yeah. and to make a movie of it is right. almost like you know making a movie of the Elvish Dictionary or right. something. <laughs> it's That's like, coming. It's I'm like so. Yeah. Um, I do have plenty of good things All in right. this movie, like. I did like, as I said already, um, Martin Freeman was awesome. He's awesome, and I I liked the way that we worked with the dwarves, especially like in the beginning, because you know they're kind of they're silly, yeah. And I liked that that kind of came through that it was this really almost goofball thing mm -hmm. where you know you you kind of want to get a little bit of a sense that if Bilbo were going to choose to go on an adventure these would not be the idiots he would be <laughs> right, going with right. right yeah and so that like kind of came through pretty good and um I you know as much as it's three hours long I was very scared that it was going to feel a lot longer than it did and it's not like it zips by or anything. Yeah. But for me, at least, it went by fairly well. I will agree. I will agree. It doesn't feel like a two-hour and – I mean, it's three hours. Let's just call it three. It's like right. 249 or yeah. 251, whatever. It's a three-hour movie. It, it didn't feel wholly like a molasses, you know, rolling off the right. tree bark kind of three hours. I actually thought, because I was interested and curious, you know, the first – 10 or 15 minutes were kind of easy and quick. I thought the slowest parts of the film were the first third. You know, I really thought that once the film hit the midway part of the movie, which is weird to say that an hour and a half in, but I don't mean really mean that far in, but it was, it was like the first hour was the slowest. If I had to gauge it, of right. all of it, once it got, and, and past it picked, that, picked up a little, it really just never really slowed down. But too there much. was, there was never a part where, you know, I was kind of going, Oh my God, would this end or how much longer mm -hmm. is this going to go on? And that doesn't mean that there aren't several scenes where I would have cut a few minutes oh, out man, of yeah. because there were definitely some scenes that just went on too long for no reason. But at mm -hmm. least it, it went along at a decent enough clip for me to get through the three hours. And, um, you know, I really liked Gandalf better in this movie. He's awesome. Maybe even than in the other movie. Really? Because yeah. he's not... Well, he's more he, mischievous he, and he, coy and he's playing right. a lot of stuff, you know, I mean... Ian McKellen's awesome anyway, but he he really was. It looked like he was having it, a lot it's of fun like it, playing. It Gandalf really was. Again. It really was kind of like he he was um, 
just liking the role more. Yeah. Like, well, it's, um, it's awesome when you were talking about when they had the unnecessary convention of everyone just sitting around when they got to the elves and, and Sormon came right, and they're right. all talking. And, you know, Kate Blanchett kind of wryly looks over after one of the elves comes in and says, you know, they're they're all gone. They've left while they're discussing whether or not they're going to let them go or do whatever. Right. And Saruman and she, is sitting there. Right. Uh, it, it's it's a cute kind of a trick that they do this because Saruman is still talking. Right. And telling him all about how right. we're not going to let this go on anymore because, you know, uh, Saruman is the leader he of is the, the group, group of the right. mages and yep. whatever. But he's like still talking the whole time. And then you hear her. Yeah, they know, kind of fade him out a little. Gandalf, you can still hear right. him. And then there's like a voiceover, like a telepathic voiceover. And she goes, you knew. And he, just like Martin Freeman, just looks and has this ability with just a small wink of it, not even a full closing of his eye. Just he closes right. his eye a little and just turns and just his mouth up just a little into a smile. Little smile of and, and you know, like, he and is it's like he's so, a scam. Yeah, you know, he's it. like a little scam. He's just in there to mix it up when he wants to. And right. it was awesome. It and, was awesome. And he has uh, several scenes where, you know, he's he's obviously in the other movies, but, uh, you know, it's almost like in the first movie, I liked him a lot, too. Yeah. And uh, I still kind of feel like I like the first movie of those the best. The best. I did. Which um, a lot of people would disagree with. Right. They think they get incrementally better. And right. there are great things in all of them as they go on. But I just – I thought the right. first but movie I, was more fun. He was you know, sort of this same <laughs> person a good yeah. amount of the time in the first one. Right. By the time you get to like the second and third one, you know, everything is very serious. Right. You shall not pass. Right. And, no more – you know, whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. So, and that's another that that's a thing. Just to throw that out, you know, yeah. that the part where he becomes Gandalf the White is right. so much cooler in the books, and it's actually like one of the most interesting things that happens in all those books. Yeah. And it's like they totally they just, just pass right, over, right over that. It's still and fun you get in the nothing, film. It's but, fun in the film if you've never read the book. You're really you're right. You're missing out on a really great moment, but. In the books, I mean, in the movie, it's just funny to see Ian McKellen just throw his hair to the wind and be like, you shall not pass. Right. I, just, I love it. I, I love the look on his face when he's like, run, you fools. Right. No, you know? not, I mean, not just, even I that. I know you're not bagging him. But no, the not whole... even that part when uh, he falls into the thing or whatever. Yeah. But the part when he when he comes when back he comes as out. Gandalf the White right. and, you know, you get more of. He what, just shows up. You in the get film, what happened like, to him, right. kind of, and stuff like that. In the and movie, then, he's just all of a sudden, yeah, it's just and like brighter. boom, hi, whatever. <laughs> like I'm back. Yeah. Um, but anyway, like uh, get more off field. All right. So but in the like. um, in those second two movies, you know, most of what he has to do is very serious. And right. in this movie, we get back to a part where, even <laughs> though he's like doing the most serious of things, it's. He's more chaperone like for a lot of the time it's almost like he can't take it seriously right. as much as he wants to try to sort of and he's very serious about stuff right and yet you know and he's telling them what to do and yeah you know you fools and right. whatever and yet still there's something about it that you know he's just kind of a mischievous guy right. in in his own way right and, and then we do get the part the the kind of interesting thing about having that scene where they're talking to each other is that you kind of get this whole, he's not really supposed to be doing it. He's keeping it from people that maybe he shouldn't be keeping <laughs> right. it from. Yeah. And so you do kind of get that. Yeah. 
that sort of builds up his background right. in this mischievousness or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. But he was just a lot of fun in this one in a way that is very different. He's another guy with just the perfect, you know, and if you're if you're great at your craft, you can just convey a million things with just a nod or a wink or a twitch and when when they escape the goblins and everyone's, you know, basically throwing, you know, Bilbo under the bus saying, oh, he took off, you know, because Gandalf is like, right, where's Bilbo? Right. And he's like, well, he left. He, you know, you're, you're a great hero. He's gone. He's right. looking out for himself. And he just appears and he's like, no, I didn't go anywhere. Right. And when he pockets the ring and Gandalf sees it and he yeah. realizes like, wait a minute. And you see like a million things. And he wonders and because Gandalf obviously doesn't actually know anything at this point. But he, he's like, he's, he knows that he shouldn't have what he has in his pocket. Right. And he he's knows the only one who saw it. Off. But right. it, and it's an awesome moment when you see 50 different conclusions and a thousand questions and maybe 40 emotions go right through his face in lightning speed. Right. And he lets it all and go. He and he's like, now that. is not the time. I'm going to remember this and I'll watch out for you later. Right. And, it's and, just awesome. and just the fact that he can and deliver he can do that. It, right. right. And he pulled it off and and um, That's amazing. You know, another thing is that um, I really liked a lot of the dwarves, which I didn't necessarily expect that I would get much from a lot of the dwarves. Now, a lot of the dwarves are like throwaways, and right, right. a lot of I was the dwarves for them don't, to just start dying. I wanted a lot the of expendable dwarves to just right. start perishing. Like at a certain point, we'd get to seven because well, we thought. just kept killing them all. <laughs> right. A lot of them were very expendable. Yeah. But several of the ones that we actually at least get a, a decent helping of, right, right were um, were really pretty good. And another thing, actually, before I forget, with Gandalf is that. One of the things that came through really well, and it's it's completely because of both Martin Freeman and Ian McKellen, yeah. is you know just the level of interest that you can't really understand that Gandalf has for Bilbo. Right. That doesn't make any. Point. That doesn't really make any sense. Yeah. The and especially you know all the way to the point where like the scene you're talking about when he comes back uh, yeah. when they escape from the goblins. And, you know, Gandalf is very worried. Yeah. He's counting dwarfs going, eh, 12, right. whatever. Oh, that yeah. one's here. I think I yeah. counted you twice, All right, but whatever. Fine, right. everybody's here. Where's right. Bilbo? Right, yeah. Bilbo's got and a name, when not When Bilbo's a missing, right. we're not happy. Right. And, you know, as he's counting the dwarves going by, and, you know, he names them off, and he's like, oh, well, glowing, and, or right. you're there, and whatever. Creepy and crawly. But and... it's like, if we were missing a dwarf, you know, Gandalf would be like, eh, right. you know, we had, you know, <laughs> we'll carry on. We got a dozen, <laughs> right. whatever, yeah. you know, but yeah. Bilbo, he's very serious about, it. and right. you never know why. And he right. even gets he to have the conversation yeah. during that whole part that they made up. Right. <laughs> so it, so it serves its yeah. purpose to a certain extent because she even asks him like, why, why right. the why Hobbit? And, right. and he's, I don't know. Yeah. He goes, it just felt like. And, and there's just this weird thing that he has yeah. with hobbits, and they do get a a decent line out of that where he's talking about how, right. you know, we foreshadow to the other movies because Saruman thinks the way to overcome evil is to just keep trying to be stronger and stronger than right. the evil. 
And he says, I don't know if that's how you do it. <laughs> right. You know, so that's why right. I picked The Hobbit. Because, right. It's you good know, to mix it up. There's something yeah. about having fireworks yeah. and, you know, yeah. sitting in your hole in the ground that is how you get rid of evil somehow. <laughs> and, and I mean, it just reminds me of another fun moment. See, because I'm not going to bash it all the way through, but there was a fun moment when they're, when they're being attacked by all the goblins and they're being grabbed and ca- carried away. And Bilbo, because this is like what hobbits do, he just kind of like, Slowly, he, in in the screen, he just drops. Right, he, and he doesn't just collapse. I mean, he falls slowly, and, and he just and goes out that, of sight. And he's sitting right there, and, and you're he, like, Holy even crap, that he is, just did it. He just even that is, is even that uh, scene right there is really funny because uh, for me anyway, that scene could like really go wrong, and you'd go, well, that's stupid, right? But he delivers, and, and what he delivers right there is that he suddenly realizes that no one's paying any attention to him, right? And the right. fact that he can like look around a little bit yep. and show and you just, exactly what he's thinking yeah. and then kind of follow through on the, uh, you know, if I just kind of, <laughs> right. Yeah. And then, <laughs> yep. and then and there then, he does. They all go. Gone. Yeah. And that was, that was actually really cool. And yeah. it, what's funny about that is that it's kind of like right in the midst of some fairly goofy yeah. goblin stuff yeah. that, does not exactly deliver so well. When they go to the Goblin King at first, when they get taken to the Goblin King, right, and which is actually really cool stuff in the book. Yeah. And it's like, you know, they found the swords. So now, oh, that's Goblin Slayer or whatever the hell right. the name Goblin of the thing Fire is, right? Whatever, yeah. And uh, and it's this whole thing with you know the dwarves and everybody gets all taken to the goblins and mm-hmm. why isn't Gandalf here and right. he abandoned us and and now we're gonna die in front of the goblins whatever which is all like really cool stuff and you know Bilbo does not exactly fall aside exactly right. that same way in yeah. the books but <laughs> there's a whole different part right and you know. There are many nitpicky kind of changes. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, they still had their ponies at that point right, in right. the book and things like that. You know right? how hard it is to CGI ponies <laughs> right. in a onto the side of oh a God. mountain. That's hard thing, right? But, um, but that is all really cool stuff in the book, and obviously it it leads right up to where Bilbo's uh, meets up with Gollum and everything, right? right? But the part where the dwarves go into the goblin thing and then have to get away and then meet up again, that's all really great stuff in the book and really kind of throwaway stuff in the movie. Yeah, That scene when they go in and they have to talk to the goblin king and ooh, ooh, he's the big giant goofball looking scary thing. And then they have to have this whole thing where he is selling him out to the albino orc or the white orc, which – there's no friggin' white orc <laughs> at all in the book. There's yeah. that whole part is yeah. doesn't Created exist just for you know because apparently we need something that will kind of pull us more through all these movies. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what they're gonna do with that I either. Don't either. Because, I didn't either. Because that's gotta carry us on, I guess. Yeah. And we're gonna have that or keep coming back, but you know we have a dragon to go kill. Right. We have enough problems right. as There's it enough is. Issues. We don't. Right. Right. So I don't know what's going to end up happening with that, but it's a strange thing. It seems like to me. Yeah. Unless somehow it's going to kind of then connect into the Lord of the Rings trilogy Maybe. in some I other way, but it, it felt it felt you know out of place 
it did. You know, the the whole white orc stuff. I mean, I understand there's some backstory there, and they represented in the film, but it just it seemed like, in some ways, I heard somebody talking about the film being kind of an echo of the Phantom Menace when you had like this original trilogy that was huge and and big and heavy and and everyone loved it, and then when you go back and right, revisit and a, a, a prequel. You want to water it down because it's like all that bad. No, and it isn't. And I'm not <laughs> saying that it is, but I'm saying there was this fun moment that everyone that loved these things, like when Wookiees started showing up in all the prequels in like the second film, and they were by, they were battling beside everybody. I thought everyone loves orcs in the Lord of the Rings films. Maybe he felt like he had to so bring in. So we need in to have some orcs. Some well, you it's, know, it, when everyone we, can identify them. You don't have to. You don't have to show them in any other light than just make them appear. And you know, oh, those are bad guys, right? I and mean, it's kind of like a they have, bad guy for maybe the Lord of the Rings films. It, it kind of, I, it kind of got them something in the uh, wargs and the up a tree scene, yeah, right? Right. Because now we get to have this whole fight, and uh, Thorin gets to go get off the tree and go and, try right. and fight him and stuff, and Bilbo gets to run to his rescue, right. or you know, run to his. I will distract the guy who's about to kill you or whatever. Not really a rescue, but so we get something that we can build out of that scene because we're trying to have an ending to a first movie. Right. And, you know, one of the problems with doing this whole three movie thing is exactly this, that you have to try and come up with something. Mm -hmm. There something big has to happen at the end end of the movie. You can't just go, and we're done talking for now. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can't just like pick a page at random right. and say that's where we'll stop. Yeah. And you run into problems when you have to do that because the the scene really with the wargs and the trees, mm-hmm. where they get they get basically treed by these crazy yeah. giant wolf creature things. Yeah. That's actually really a pretty boring scene in the book. Yeah. It's just it. it's just wargs. Yeah. The and white, no white it, orcs. And it's just them yeah. having right. to climb up the, the trees so that they can't get them. Right. And, and you know, they're treed and they're stuck and they're going to be stuck. Mm-hmm. And Gandalf kind of can keep them at bay a little bit with this whole fiery pinecone thing that, right. he, he, that he does. But that's not going to save them so in the long term, term, right? And then the eagles do, like, come mm-hmm. and save them and everything. But it's really just some, some wolves. It's just some wolves at the bottom of the tree, right? Yeah. So that's no big climactic right. thing that you're going to end your movie right. you're not on. Worthy of right. doing that, right? Just because we ran away a little <laughs> right. bit from some bad <laughs> guys, yeah. and you know this whole like taking the trees down thing and mm-hmm. stuff. Like none of that happens. They're just up the tree and right. they're just stuck and have nowhere to go, and they're right. going to be screwed. Right. Eventually, Sooner they or can't later. just sit there forever. Right. So the the eagles have to come save them. But that's hardly like, oh, hooray, the first right. movie's over. Right. So you can't just kind of it was, leave with that. It was funny. When that was happening, I knew we were getting close to an end. I, I wasn't clock watching. You know, I don't. Right. I don't um, you just can feel that. Fun, but you as, knew. Right. You kind of knew. You could feel like, okay, I've been here at least two hours. <laughs> and I, we've right. gone through seven battles already. Like, this is going to be an end. And I thought really what they were going to do was you'd be treed. And well, the heroes would all be treed, and then there was the fire, and then they started to catch, and then it was a danger for the wogs. They were afraid of fire, I guess. And right. and then I thought when Thorin got down and started running, they were both kind of posturing like the white orc is like he's right. mine. And I thought here's where it's going to end. Like he's going to start a fight, and it's going to be close, and we're not going to know if he dies for a year. 
You know, and I thought that would be it. That would that be would, bad. That wouldn't be right. bad. But it, but you're like you said, there was a point where you're just like, once the Eagles came, I'm like, no, nope, there's got to be another 15 minutes somewhere because they're not just going to fly. Right. They're not and just going to roll off. credits right. while they're flying. It's just not going to happen. Right. So although you know, this would be an interesting thing where, um, you know, there are a lot of rules in Hollywood and mm-hmm. movie making, right? Yeah. You know. Like you just said, right? As soon as you see him flying off in the Eagles, you you can just say, "Well, I know it's not going to end here," right? Because that's just not how it works, right? right? You can't end your movie like right. that, right? You know, Hollywood will be mad at you, right? right? Yeah, you can't you can't really have movies where you know the good guy dies at the end unless it's a very specific sort of a thing that we're working with, right. a very specific kind of movie. This would be an interesting movie to kind of. Take a chance with things like that. Like maybe they do just kind of fly off on the Eagles, and then you go, that's the end. Right. You know there's more coming. Right. You know this is the movie that we've split up. Right. So why not just kind of go, eh, that's that's where we are for now or something. (laughs) I think that would be pretty interesting because really what difference would it make? Well, this is you know this is another nitpicky thing that I've always hated about the stories anyway, whether they're in the books or in the films or an animated thing. I love how, like I said to you, when because it isn't that far after that that the film actually does end. No, right. But I love how the Eagles, the Great Eagles, they just kind of stop, and you can see the destination that they want to go to, like another twenty miles right. straight. There's no danger. There's no fo- you know. There's no dragons in the air. Why didn't they just keep flying them twenty minutes up the road? And well, we could have saved another two hours off the next movie. Like this, there's well, a lot of that logistics is, that in the is story that don't make any. That no. is completely explained. It's never in the book. explained. It's no, never it explained. is never in any of them. <laughs> yes, it in, is. In never of the in, films. It's only one book. You know the you know the original. <laughs> no, I mean no the original. Of the first in the Fellowship, the Two Towers, and the Re- the Return of the King. This whole thing that has could have been done. Do with this whole thing could have been done in like 15 minutes if they had just gotten on the back of these big eagles. <laughs> Flown over Mordor, right. dropped the key, right. you know, on a floodshed. It's all done. Well, that's not, that's not how this the is eagles a, work. Is, well, I'm sorry. They, I they, see you, might as, you might as well just say think, if they would have just got their teleporter. And, well, they don't have teleporters. They've got big eagles. I've seen right. them. You'll see them, too, if you go see the Well, time. they have dragons, too. They could have just got a dragon but and had no, the dragon take no them dragons. to Mordor. There's no dragons around. <laughs> the eagles... The eagles did not want to take them anywhere. Well, apparently, and they the were eagles, lucky it that like the, the eagles eagle, took them anywhere it, at all. That's fair enough. The eagles looked like they were like indebted to one butterfly because Gandalf whispers like, "Hey, I need some eagles," and the butterfly goes, and then all the eagles come. And apparently, it's like an eagle cab service. Right? So why it's not just, like, it's dude, just, I'll give you a flaming acorn if you take me the four Hobbit, miles up the road. It's the Hobbit, the book that you have a problem with. Actually, I have some problems, <laughs> but anyway, that was so. such a poorly written book that yeah. I'm irritated with it's, all it, the things. Just a bunch of the story doesn't make sense. It's a bunch of typing just to hear my fingers type is what it is. <laughs> These stories. What the hell are you talking about? I'm going back to Star Wars yeah, and Serenity. Right. That Shakespeare asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard if a thousand only, monkeys. If only he could write. I've heard something. a thousand monkeys in a room of unlimited time and paper. Can yeah. Produce. Anyway, um, right, so we're digressing, but uh, maybe that's a sign. I think we're probably <laughs> at a good point. I I made the show ninety minutes this week because right. I figured we might babble on, and we could still forever, fill, but and we could. Um, but I think we might as well like sort of pretend like we're trying to wrap up or something, okay. and then we'll see what happens. But right. I think overall, I don't like this. As much as any of the first three movies, yeah, 
there are certain parts of it that I kind of can respect in the fact that, you know, it's trying to at least to some extent actually build together the children's bookness or the young adult book right. or whatever it is exactly. Right. I thought that was kind of cool, actually, yeah. because I think really the safer way, if you're trying to make a billion dollars, right. is to just go, look, just make it the same as the three movies that you've already done. Right. And don't play around with any corniness form, yeah, or, works. Don't or stuff like formula, that. Right. right. And the fact that this book is supposed to be a children's book, yeah. you know, just too bad. Just make what you're making. Right. So I kind of thought that that was pretty cool that that's the way they did it. And then you've got that mixed in together with a movie that has several scenes. I mean, I mentioned a couple of them, but mm -hmm. there are more than that. Several scenes that are changed for yeah. no real reason yeah. except that you're changing that scene. Right. And I suppose there's a theory where it's like we're trying to show Maybe. Bilbo mm -hmm. as here's an example of him being useful. Right. Where, you know, in the in the original book, the way that that troll scene that I've mentioned a couple times, right, the way that scene plays out really is not in any way showing that Bilbo is useful at all, right? <laughs> right. I mean – so now we've got it. We're switching it around so that, you know, Bilbo has his uses or whatever. It's funny because in the book, it almost worked out that Bilbo would kind of have his use. Right. But then it doesn't actually work out. Gandalf has to come save him. Right. Right. So um, it, it has these parts that I like, but it's mixed in with a bunch of scenes that to me felt like they're different. Just because I feel like I could have written this book better, right. and and I'm going to change the story to the better one. version of how this story works. Yeah. And man, that was just kind of irritating for me. Yeah. But at the same time, overall, I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, even the you know even yeah. the scene with Gollum was a little uh, when we're actually doing the whole riddle thing, mm -hmm. and like I said, at the end of that, it's changed. Mm -hmm. But even the scene in the beginning, it's you know it's a bit different, but it's yeah. an acceptable movie yeah. kind of different. It it was maybe a little longer than we needed because we feel like everyone loves Gollum if and wants right. to see him a lot. If so. you're making a three hour movie and you want to make a 25 minute scene with Gollum, you might as well put it in because right. if you're going to do a 45 minute scene with logs and trees and acorns and whatever, right. there's no reason to not do it. Right. And you're and, right, everybody and loves that's, Gollum. And that's probably the thing that, um, in the end, I, I have to be kind of negative about this because y you're splitting it into three movies. You're making each one three hours long. And I definitely felt like we could have just cut 40 oh, minutes man, of this. So, so that is just a crazy horribleness for me. Yeah. Even though, ultimately, I, I liked it. It's fun. I There were plenty of good times watching the movie, mm -hmm. and I especially thought, which I was going into this, you know, I wasn't going into it like you, going, oh my god, I hate right, this movie, yeah. like, for the last six months, right? But when I was going into it, the main thing for me was, I was thinking, this is a children's book, what are we going to do with that? Right. And when I go see this movie, and I think, what are 12 and 13 and 14 year olds going to do with this movie, right. that I want them to do with this movie... I had a pretty good answer to that question. I, yeah. I think they will like it. It's got the yeah. adventure. It's got the scariness. It's got silly, 
humor, fun stuff. So it worked like that. Kind of. But then I have to balance that with the fact that I think that you're making an outrageously long thing mm-hmm. that easily could have been cut without hurting anything. Absolutely. And and how can that be? How can yeah. I mean it's right. just you, you know we decided we have to make it 3 hours because hey man we just have so much stuff except you don't. You, you, <laughs> who knows, you know, and I don't know exactly how much I I've seen a few snippets of Peter Jackson talking about stuff and especially like I was telling you before the show I went looking for an answer to one thing that drove me, you know, a little negative about the film anyway. And I found the answer. I'll, I'll tell you in a little bit. But it was it would be interesting if he just received a little soft pressure from a studio that was like, look, when this subject matter is in your hands, you were nominated for a gazillion Oscars every time you put a movie out. Maybe maybe you should go, because you know as well as I do, Hollywood, when you have scopes and epic things like this, the longer, the more the more weight of Oscar claim you can put on something. You sure. know, how often do you get a 90-minute epic? You know, that gets all right. these Oscar nominations for stuff. Maybe there maybe there was a soft push to basically just be like, Look, you run it as long as you want, make as it, long as you make, make it, it in New movies, Zealand right. and make it three, two or three, and make sure that there's a lot of like really strings and music and you know, chasing and you know, maybe right. maybe that was actually the way it went. I, I suspect it wasn't, but I don't know for sure. But it just felt like it was too forcing of a facilitator to be Oscar worthy. Right. When, it, you know, you're right. At least at bare minimum, 40 minutes could have been cut. When I was talking to a few people about it, I said, I didn't see, and it's not like I had a stopwatch. I'm just doing mental stuff. I didn't see any reason that an hour couldn't have been cut. Right. Now, I'm only asking for 20 minutes more than you. And that and, and sometimes sounds like a lot. But there was so much unnecessary stuff. Well, and stuff that went so long. Especially if you're, if you're trying to think of like, could this, three movie set actually be a two movie set and man the answer is yes, yes there absolutely by the time we right. get to all three movies put together we could easily cut out cut a whole out, movie yeah right a, right a whole one of them out of parts of this i agree which i thought was especially a little bit strange and you know maybe you make three movies and become king of the world and your world view changes on right. how you're making maybe. stuff and what you think about when you're making stuff but the first three movies, I never thought that. Me either. I, I never thought, man, I wish that they would have cut right. like a half an hour out of this. Right. And even when you get like, you know, the super extended bonus right, yeah. double Another whammy thing on like, Blu-ray, right? Yeah. I still – I watched those and I still never yep. went, yeah, I didn't want to ever right. watch that. I didn't need that. Yeah. Or – you, there's a very different thing going on yeah. when you're trying to film everything and and you're going, man, it just it's just long. Right. But I'm but you're trying to make yeah. the thing the best you can, and you go, hey man, it's just long. It's the way it is. Versus this, where you're going, hey man, find a way to make it longer. Right. And throw something in and right. stretch out these scenes. Right. And you know, it was funny because like in uh, one of these, you know, we're so used to seeing people walking on the mountains from the other three movies, you right. know, where there, there's nothing but walking going on here. Right. And, you know, it, you could make these like a month long if you wanted. You'd just show how long they actually walk. But you have to cut – you cut around right. in these ones where 
you have to go, I guess they've been walking for like a month because right. they were at this point. And now, I, yeah. now, boom, we see them walking I've, here. I've gone hiking. I know how long it takes to get to that side of the mountain. <laughs> That's right. And Again, it takes a long time. This is where the giant eagles <laughs> would have fixed everything, dude. I'm telling right. you, if Gandalf can call a giant eagle, he could have fixed a lot of the time. Right. He could have just, just saying that. Just fly us I'm all the way. I'm not even trying to be funny about it. I'm saying that's that's proven. It's in there. That's not how the story goes. It's anyway, canon. I just think it's really it's just really a strange thing trying to watch this versus the other ones when you're just thinking. Right. No, you're right. We just purposely made it longer right. for no reason. Right. It, especially when you know you're coming from the other movies into this movie, and you can't help but do that. Really. Yeah. There were there were a few things. You know, the running time. It's. It's interesting. If you really, really, really love something, you're willing to stay in it even for the asinine stuff. People that – like you brought up Harry Potter earlier. People that loved Harry Potter and would gladly read two or three books worth of stuff where Harry just gets up, goes to breakfast, right. hangs out does, with Ron and Hermione, goes to class, comes home, does his work. Like they just love that world so much they would read that right. even with no threat of Voldemort anywhere. Right. In this instance, or, you know, or if there was a if there was a book you stuck in the middle somewhere of the seven right. books where it was like this year, you know, somehow it wasn't right. almost the end of the world. It right. was this just year was kind just of a it, yeah, right. it was just like right. a year. Or even if you know J.K. ever went back and wrote like the year before Harry went to Hogwarts, and it's really just about living in the broom cupboard. You know, <laughs> right. I mean, people would right. devour that right. thing. And and to some extent, those that love these stories won't care a lick that there is so much hobbiting and dwarving going around because right. they, they want to live in them and i can appreciate that but they're not just built for them they're built for people like me who also wants to have a great story but tell a great story in a timely fashion right and then even when you're making that stuff like the frustrating thing is even though we said it was a very fast movie and it didn't necessarily feel like a log of three hours when they include things that are just like irksome, you know, I know you said it was like a kid's movie, you know, and I understand that. But when up until that point, when you had all these other options to be like tongue in cheek humor, the one of the biggest things that I told you about that bothered me is there's this big goblin scene and they're trying to escape and trying to get out and Gandalf is with them. And the king of the goblin, the goblin king just says, you know, how do you expect to do that? And Gandalf cuts him. He runs a right. sword right into him. And there's a moment and he goes, oh. Well, that'd do it. Right. And then he falls to and his death. And it's the ha-ha goofy punchline moment. And it's goofy moment yeah. that, that I heard no one laugh at. You know, I heard people crying in the theater. Right. No, yeah. I just, I didn't hear anything except like this moan, like a soft groan. I mean, just that was for me. Right. Like I was the one. And, went, and there were, and there were times when there were people laughing. There, there, were. there are laughs. Yeah. There are laughable moments. There are laughs in the movie to have, and people were laughing at mm -hmm. them, and not at that. Not at that, and it just, and it just, it didn't work. And I thought, man, what a weird, awkward decision it, to put this in at it, this moment. In fact, just like thirty seconds later, there's a joke. Did laugh. There's a joke, right? <laughs> well, and I guess, I, I guess for me, there was a maybe more about the the film as a whole than as a part of a trilogy that was bothersome. And we've said it all, yeah. you know, I don't like the idea of the trilogy. It was too right. long. It was trying to be funny in places. It didn't need to be. It, right. it seemed to play to, it seemed to show a lot of Peter Jackson's strengths that are already established as an Oscar winner and a multiple Oscar nominee. And the guy is talented. If you think he's only done these films, go look at bad taste and dead alive and, and the frighteners. I mean, things like that. He's got a funny, capable sense of humor. Right. But it almost seemed like it focused too much on some of his weaknesses, too. 
Yeah. And for me, they stood out sometimes because I had so much time to look at everything. Right. And it know? it was also very strange because, you know, if we were just being outrageously objective and mm-hmm. said, you know, took the first Lord of the Rings movie and said, couldn't we cut 20 minutes out of that? We would probably right. go, well, okay, yeah, we could. We could. But... We could, but but it sucks you in and right. you never feel like you need to do it or mm-hmm. that it is a flaw of the movie that it needs it right versus these, which as much as there were fun times and as much as I, I liked a lot of the actors, Mm -hmm. it never really kind of sucks you in the way that the other movies are. It never gets you kind of to that point where you, you just feel like you're in it, you know, like, like the Lord of the Rings trilogy does that. Those movies just kind of, they do it right they don't give you a choice and for me and that's what a powerful story in a film will do for me this film and i'm maybe really only genuinely speaking for me for me the film felt very formulaic not in that whole thing that we rip on sometimes for being like oh you need to have a new happy meal toy so the goblin king is it right but it felt very formulaic from we're going to just get the characters together and then you're going to have to run from something and then you're going to you're going to regroup or hide in some place, and then you're going to have to run again. It felt like a constant run, stop, swing a few times, run, stop, swing a few times, get into a cave. Okay, we're in the cave now. We're safe. Oh, no, right. wait, there's goblins. we got to run again. And, and it that, felt, and like, it felt also... like an hour and a half, two hours of just constantly running from one thing to the next. And even at one point when they were in the woods and Gandalf is like, we're not done yet. Hold on. we got to run. Right. You know, because now the Yorks and are coming again. And I thought, geez, it, it's really? kind of like, like that's getting old. Well, and but, obviously, like the uh, the Orcs are not there, like we said in the book. But, you know, that, the that white, is what happens. The albino Orc guy. It's almost like you get to a certain point where um, – because that is what happens in the book. Right. It's a lot it's of almost like It's almost like that's actually a criticism of the book and right. not the movie. Except that, you know, that's, where, the same way, that's where you have to – Fix the book right for the to film. make it work as exactly. a movie. If it's not so working, that you have some other things, because that really is what happens in the book, man. It is. I mean, it's like start, stop, start, it is. stop, it's one run. Big, I mean, it's like eighty, ninety percent just fights and action in the book. You know, right? The There's and then it's like we sit around for a little while and talk, mm-hmm. and then we have to run from something. That's right. that's really how and and the movie sticks for the most part true to the general sense of what's happening in right. that way, right? And, you know, that's the sort of stuff that you have to tweak somehow mm-hmm. to make it not come through that way in the movie yeah. and not tweak these other seeds for, like, no reason. For no reason, right. <laughs> right. right. So, anyway. So, anyway, we might as well wrap up. We don't need to go uh, no. our our whole time. We're pretty close to um, it. But... Yeah. And I would say, I, you know, I'm kind of like three. Yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of like it, – it was – more fun than to just say kind of average, yeah. but for me, you know, it's it's pretty solidly like three, Three's maybe not bad. Three's... give or take like a quarter right. or three a, is better than average, yeah. but still troubled. But still, know. it just it had a lot of things. As much fun as I had, it had a lot of times mm. where I was kind of raising my eyebrow at it, going yeah. "What the heck?" or you know, it just didn't come together and. It's another one where I just wish that with Martin Freeman's performance in this Mm -hmm. and Ian McKellen's performance in this, I wish I could like it more. Right. Because anything that happens as a negative response to this movie is going to be like, you know, Martin 
it right. comes it's down like on Martin Freeman, right. and, and he does not, not deserve it. No, right. it's not fair. I, there's, it, you know, it's not a huge disparity unless you realize, you know, how big of a gap things are between three stars and two stars. You know, for me, right. it was a little less than average, and part of it was because of like the stuff we just said and that yeah. you just said. It just there when it's working, and there are like, you know, it's right after he escapes Gollum. But before they whole like will burn some pine cones, you know, which I didn't think was bad, but it just it wasn't it wasn't the same feeling as the whole Gollum scene, which I loved. You know, I thought it was really fun to watch the, them. There's play. even you know, and, since you mentioned the pine cone thing, there's like a weird sense in this movie where you get almost like too much of Gandalf, where it it comes out like at certain points where you go. Why does he not just kill them? Right. Why is he, he not shooting some stuff magic before? or when doing he's something? Hopping right. out of the tree and throwing that staff into the ground. Right. And, you know. Again, they're on a precipice, so maybe they would have fallen and off. Blown them all up. Why is he running up a tree right. instead it, of just going? Is, it's huzzah. funny. This thing's right. only great when you need to stop like a fire elemental or lighting a pine cone on fire. Right. You know, or making a call to you know eagle cab. Right. But you know, other than that, you know, you'd think Gandalf would get down and just be like, "Look, you know who I am." Right. Let's just not push. And this. you know, and and like in the books, and you know, it does a, a fair job with it in, <laughs> in the other three movies. Right. But you know, like in the books, it all kind of makes sense, right? But we never get the they don't the making it. sense of it right. in the There's movies. Not a great translation. And I'm trying to go by a lot of times I'll blur it, but I'm trying to go just by the film, you right? Know, because right. I I I remember most of the book, but not enough to really hold it. But for me, it just it had some stuff. You know, there was about 45 minutes which I couldn't believe was passing as quickly as it did. It was so fun, so much right. action stuff, so many great character things. But it it wasn't enough for you know a three hour film. So I'm I'm pretty happy giving it two stars. Right, you know, which again isn't leaps and bounds away from you. That's but, more than I thought you were going to give it. You know, <laughs> as much as I have a bigger problem with it, it is with the bigger the bigger problem of it, which is three films, blah blah blah, unnecessary, and that will come as we review more. Right, of them. I really kind of wonder oh. what's going to happen with the second movie, and you know, yeah. the third movie, I don't even know if I care that much about, but. But the second movie, I think, is going to be very interesting. Like, by the time we get to the third movie, right. we'll probably already know because we'll know right. what we'll happens to the second movie, right? right? Yeah. But the second movie, I really wonder about when that comes out <laughs> and, and what's going to happen if this movie is not – you know, like, every single one of the other movies, right, Yeah. nominated for awards for everything. several different things, Picture, right? Picture, director, everything. Each each one getting a few more nominations than the last and right. stuff, but it's not like the first one didn't have a ton of them right. to begin with. This movie, like, there isn't really even a whisper of anything getting nominated right. for anything Good. except, you know, maybe like costume and, and right, yeah. you know, makeup and right. maybe, you know, stuff like that. Well, And actually even, I think, score maybe or something like yeah. that, but not like... You know, not not that people who write scores are useless, but not like the serious, right? Yeah, the you ones know, that like people things, think of, right? right? That like we're getting nominated. For. If they come up with best unnecessarily adapted and elongated <laughs> screenplay of time and waste, you know, I'm yeah, sure yeah, this will yeah. be the only one in there. Yeah. All right. So I'm three stars. You're two stars. That's um, pretty much I'm our very gig. Happy for but giving two stars. At, at the same time, you know, a, a very strange mix. Like a lot of stuff yeah. to like about it, a lot of stuff to not like about it, and it's yeah. all going to kind of depend on the person going in. Yeah. It, like the person walking in. This is where do you where do you expect it to be? Where right. do you 
where do you fall on certain you know problems that we right. had or things that we liked and stuff? And it's tricky because you know part of the job is you know if somebody was like, hey, I'm going to the movies this week, what should I see? Right. I couldn't necessarily talk you out of going to see The Hobbit. Right. You know, I mean, I could say, look, it's long in places, and if you've got three hours right. to it's kill, this, it's you know, this. Right. But there are good things to go see, and it's interesting. And if you like the three other films, there's no reason to think you won't like this one. Yeah, and it is. It was so a hard one to be is, real critical it still about. Is very much, of it. it still is very much like a lot of fun, and probably not a lot of people are going to walk out of it and go, right. I want my money back, or that was <laughs> garbage, or something like that. But well, a lot of people will walk out probably and go, eh. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and, and kudos, the one last thing. It's funny. We keep saying we'll get done. We're basically finding right, ways to right. run to the full time. How cool was it that we had special Hobbit glasses that actually fit our faces? They, like, that was they cool. were pretty cool. That yeah. was cool. I regretted turning them back in. <laughs> I I regretted turning them back in, too. <laughs> I hope I never get spotted seeing a film next summer with my <laughs> right, Hobbit glasses right. on. They're going to be like, where did you get those? Be like, these fit. Yeah, exactly. All right? That's it. These fit. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, we can just wrap up and not use up the last six minutes or <laughs> All right. whatever. Well, I think. I don't, I, what are we doing next it, week? We just would be bad. Oh, uh, next week we're doing This is 40, right. and depending on how things go, mm-hmm. uh, we may do that during the week. Um, oh, right. Yeah, before it comes this, out right. because – it, holiday know, we scheduling can. and stuff, right? right? And we can do whatever we and want. Because we can, and just because the closer it gets to like holiday stuff. Right. And then um, after we do This is 40. So next week will be This is 40 and possibly touching on a couple of other things, maybe. Yeah. Maybe we will do something like that. Because we've seen, we, yeah, right. We could do a quick um, hit list of that, things. That will be like the. Uh, the main feature, but we might throw in a couple of other movies that we're going to talk about. And then after that, aren't we all ready to like lay Miserable yeah. point? I, I think. think, yeah. So and that or comes Django. That comes out on Christmas. It's going to. We'll they be, both come out on yeah, Christmas. Django right. and Lay Miz come out on Christmas. So right. we'll. We we might have to do a, yeah. uh, both of those Who in knows? one show yeah. or something if they're Who if knows? they're coming out like that. But um, yeah, this is forty. So it's actually right. kind of cool when I was when I was watching this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is forty, and I'll give you the preview that uh, I did not love it. <laughs> <laughs> so so the cast out of the let me guess, there. it didn't have enough hobbits in it um, and that's eagles right. and crap. Uh, but when I was watching it, I was kind of thinking, you know, it's been a while since we've done a comedy, so it has that, been. so it will be. Right. Uh, you know, an interesting change of pace, at least, especially because the closer it gets to the end of the year, you don't figure yourself for doing comedies right. because they don't they're all Oscar. They pushes, don't push so, them yeah. so much. So it will be a fun show. I didn't hate it or anything. I'm just saying I did not love it. It was not <laughs> fantastic. I yeah. don't know. Um, Judd, Judd Apatow, Apatow, whatever, Apatow. It, you know, he's he's not. Absolutely, my bag. Right. You know? So, but wait, did you? Did, does this give anything away, or is this for next week? Did you laugh at all? Uh, like, do you remember? You know, I cannot really remember. That's probably laughing. a sign that you didn't. There are. That's funny. There That's funny. are some things <laughs> that, that I can. Funny. Okay, so. <laughs> We, so we have we have a few minutes, and here's the thing. I'll give you this preview. You know, you know what it's like? This is like being at the end of your school year when the teacher's like, all right, look, we don't have anything left to do. We're going to run up right, early, just exactly. do the evaluations, and then, okay, wait, I got an announcement. Let's play Hangman or Let's, something. So we are going to dance. All right, go ahead. Right, okay, so here's my preview, and this is how I can explain <laughs> my reaction to this movie. Okay. Right? Um, there is an old uh, – 
stand-up routine that Gilbert Godfrey did. Okay. Where he's talking about other comedians and he's talking about people in the audience reacting to him. Okay. And then reacting to other, other comedians. comedians and, and he like doesn't mention Jerry Seinfeld, but he's kind of talking about yeah. Seinfeld, right? Right. Where and and so the story is, you know, he's talking about negatively about comedians who just go you know, um, so this happened, right. and that's or funny. You ever notice? And, and that's funny because, he, oh yeah, that did happen to me. That's funny. Very good. You know, <laughs> and so he's like making fun of right. audience reactions to those comedians <laughs> like Seinfeld, who really all they do is go, "So this happened to me." Right. And it's funny because you can relate to it because that happens to you. Yeah. And that's that's Judd Apatow in movie form. That's what his movies are. Hmm. Like this movie is the sequel to Knocked Up and right. it's right this is 40. So it's like being 40 the movie. Right. So all that happens in the movie that's supposed to be funny is where you go, "Oh yeah, that's how my relationship is too." And that's very <laughs> funny, right? And yeah. so you go, and so you're supposed to go, "Look, this is the this is the mom and this right. is when this happens to her and this is this yeah. is why they're fighting and you know, look, they have money problems or, you know, whatever. It's right. just like, right. you know, this is life, the movie, and you're supposed to think it's funny because it happened to you. Right. So if you're not 40 or over 40, maybe, and you can remember <laughs> it happening right. to you, right, then it's probably great. useless unless you'd like making fun of old people. But <laughs> but there's a lot of stuff I in the movie wait. where yeah. it's just like, you know, I kind of get your theory on why you think I'm supposed to laugh at that. Right. But I don't but think it's, it's not, funny. Yeah. It's not it's not my my bag of It's comedy, funny to do that you know? too. It's like I've seen that where I'm like, I get what you're trying to make me laugh at, but make me laugh at it. <laughs> right. I don't want to do all your work for actually you. Funny, right. right. Anyway, okay, so that, so we don't need to do that show next. <laughs> so yeah, so we'll um, find something else. This is forty will be next. And I just want to say since we well, have a couple of minutes. Assuming the Mayans are right, you know, are incorrect. Right. Because if because may not maybe talk nothing to you all again. is less. And if so, thanks right. for that's thanks how for that's with us. how we know that the Mayan <laughs> thing is not true because right. the movie companies would know oh, if yeah, that right. was coming. Right. And they're still making movies that they are coming know. out next year. Yeah. So they wouldn't be doing that. Right. Yeah, we got like a minute. So uh-huh. um yeah, but we're done anyway. So uh just yeah. thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Uh thanks for being with us and I just have to say again, thanks for uh, sharing, and you know the show is just doing surprisingly well. Please, please, please subscribe on right. iTunes. Listen to us on Stitcher. Share with your friends through Blog Facebook and Twitter, yeah. and and obviously live on Blog Talk Radio. And if you're a fan of the show and right. you like listening to the show, right. and you don't share it ever with anyone. <laughs> Right. Basically, you're stealing. Right. So, <laughs> so don't oh, do that. Um, and That's you funny. know that people do share. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, I mean, cool. I'm joking, right? right but we love our audiences, but yeah. we are amazed week in and week out Absolutely. at the listeners that we get. Yeah. And, you know, just have to say as much as we can, right. you know, thanks, thanks so much for tuning in. And we will see you next week. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Thanks. Bye. 
Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.